Good morning. From the newsroom of the Financial Times, today is Thursday, December 6th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today we'll be looking at the arrest of Huawei's CFO, why Britain's biggest listed companies are likely to miss a government-backed diversity target, and what's next for Takeda now that shareholders have backed its £46 billion Shire acquisition. Then, on the 40th anniversary of the Spanish Constitution's ratification, Ian Mount tells us why so many want to change it. I'm Eric Krupke, and here's the news you need to start your day. The chief financial officer of Huawei, Wanzhou Meng, was arrested in Canada on Saturday. The U.S. is seeking her extradition. Canadian officials said a bail hearing is set for Ms. Meng on Friday. Huawei said the U.S. wants Ms. Meng to face unspecified charges in New York. The company said they don't have any information on what the charges are, and they're not aware of any wrongdoing by Ms. Meng. Her arrest is the latest blow for the Chinese tech giant. It's become subject to tougher international scrutiny. The U.S., Australia, and New Zealand have moved to block the use of Huawei's 5G equipment because of security concerns. In 2016, a government-backed review recommended that the UK's top-listed companies should aim to have at least one ethnic minority director by 2021. But new research suggests that Britain's biggest listed groups are likely to miss that target. Data collected by executive recruitment company Greenpark show that only 52 of the top 100 listed companies will meet that goal. That's up from five years ago when 48 companies had non-white board or executive committee members. At this rate, the UK's FTSE 100 will not meet the target until 2066. I'm Kane Nagaki, a correspondent for the FT, and I'm here in Tokyo. It was a big day for Takeda and its chief executive Christoph Weber. Japan's biggest drug maker received a much-awaited shareholder approval to finance its £46 billion takeover of Shire. That means Takeda can now go ahead with Japan's biggest ever takeover of an overseas company that will create the world's eighth largest drug maker with combined revenues of $32 billion. The vote came after months of aggressive campaigning by Mr. Weber, who sought to allay investor fears about the sheer size of the deal and the massive debt the company will take on to acquire the Irish drug maker. The deal will significantly increase Takeda's exposure to the U.S., where it hopes to generate about half of its revenue after buying Shire. The bigger challenge for Mr. Weber, though, is to successfully integrate Shire with what has long been a very traditional Japanese company. And here's something you might want to know more about. This is a video from Spain's Ministry of Foreign Affairs. It was released to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Spain's constitution, which is today. But not everyone is happy with the document. Spaniards on the right and the left are calling for reform. Ian Mount is here to tell us why that might be so difficult and where the problem started. The constitution is written, or at least passed, in 1978, right after the death of dictator Francisco Franco, the sort of founding fathers, if you will, of modern Spain wanted to create a unifying document for a country that had gone through a very contentious republic, a bloody civil war, and then a four-decade dictatorship. The document made a, at least a nod to recognizing that Spain was not homogenous, you know, that people in the Basque country and Catalonia and Galicia 
and different languages and often you know often different ideas of what Spain was and what it what it meant to be Spanish. Spain was made up of a variety of different smaller kingdoms or regions or whatnot and unlike in other countries it was never normalized not everyone was sort of brought into the same idea of being spanish the same language the same education system and so on and so forth so these regions while they were part of spain and while they were you know the people were spanish they were also simultaneously basque or catalan or galician and often had a basic level of their own history. When, this, when the Constitution was written, the autonomous regions were given control to a degree over their own identity and their own way of, for example, teaching languages. So they are, in a sense, binational. And that contention over separation of power between Madrid and other regions, that's actually one reason why Catalonia voted for independence from Spain last year. What happened after that? After the economic crisis and crash in Spain, some of the leaders in Catalonia began to blame Madrid for putting in place the policies that led to the crash. And the Catalan government, which was dominated at the time by independence parties, put together a vote for a referendum on independence. Spain's constitutional court ruled that unconstitutional because, according to the Constitution, sovereignty for Spain and for all parts of it resides in all Spanish people. So the one region did not have the right to decide to leave, where it would be it would have to be voted on by the entire Spanish populace. Ninety percent voted to leave. The independence leaders declared independence, and at that point. The government of Madrid used actually one of the uh, articles in, in the Constitution, the now famous 155, which allows the central government to intervene in a region that is uh, an autonomous region that is acting against the constitutional norms and took over. I have dissolved the Catalonian parliament and on 21st December there will be autonomic elections for that autonomic community. And now some political parties are actually calling for constitutional reform. Uh, who are the parties and what exactly do they want to reform? The left-wing Podemos party has been looking for a fairly deep reform um, with the new constitution that recognizes more sort of workers' rights and things like that, but also recognizes what you might call a, a multinational state, a sort of nation of nations. The socialists want a smaller reform, but also some sort of articulation of the rights of people for labor rights, healthcare rights, and things like that, and a more federal system that better delineates the powers that each autonomous region has. The parties to the right of the center, sort of the center right, the, the, the Partido Popular, the People's Party, and Ciudadanos, or citizens, are looking for less changes. Ciudadanos is looking for ways to modernize or update labor laws and things like that. And now there's a new far-right party called Vox, and they basically want to throw out the entire autonomous region package and have the country ruled very centrally from Madrid with just sort of administrative work going out in the autonomous regions, but no political decisions being made there. And why is reforming the Constitution so difficult? Well, one, because those five parties don't agree on anything, but also because you used to have two parties that didn't agree with each other, and now you have five. 
So and when they were two parties, they couldn't come to agreements to make anything more than the slightest changes to the Constitution. And another issue is that there's some fear among the older, more traditional parties that once you open up this box, it becomes a kind of referendum on Spain as a whole. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today we'll be following as OPEC meets to discuss their output. The oil price cartel is expected to defy U.S. President Trump and cut production. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for all the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. From a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens.